It's ten times the terror. Hello and welcome to Ten Times the Terror. Not okay. Uh, welcome everyone to uh, Ten Times the Terror, and we have a special guest uh, today, uh, Louis Daydone, who is a, a local artist, uh, cartoonist, uh, animator. Uh, Louis, it's great to have you with us. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Doing well. Doing well. So, Louis, tell us a little bit about what you what you what you're working on. What do you what is it that you do? We know you're. Tell us about your your work. Well, um, mostly I just do stop motion animation, uh, cartoons. Um, mm-hmm. I always say stop motion to specify it's old fashioned looking, you know, like very 1930s, 1940s style cartoons. So I do a lot of special effects with them, uh, but they're, they're mainly just cartoons for fun, you know. OK, and uh, how do people how can people get a chance to see these? Is there you have a website or. Uh, right now, everything I do is on YouTube. Uh, I would like to eventually get a website, yes, but uh, everything is on uh, YouTube right now. Okay. So tell us how you uh, got started in this. What uh, what what first got you interested in? And yeah, when you say stop action, that includes things like the original King Kong was done with stop action animation, right? Yes, yes, that was all that was all stop motion animation back then with models. Um, actually, King Kong, I saw that at a very young age, was very inspiring. Inspired a lot of people and inspired Harry House, inspired Peter Jackson. But um, well, I was also inspired by not only live action stop motion, but when I found out that the cartoons I loved growing up, like Daffy Duck and Bugs Bunny, that was all stop motion too. The cartoons were done with pictures, one frame at a time. And uh, I loved drawing when I was a kid, loved drawing cartoon characters. <clears throat> and um, finding out that I can do this by just doing lookbook on movies, that like, that right there was. That's what I want to do. That's what I want to be. I want to create all these drawings. I want to make a move on, on a movie screen. So uh, how old were you when, you when you did your first uh, cartoon? Well, when I drew for the first time, I don't even know. I had to have been as old as when I was able to hold a pen. But the first time I actually animated, uh, not counting flip books, I tried that when I was a little kid, was um, probably the first time I played with stop motion was when I got a video camera in 1989. And um, I just played around with it for a few times, but I didn't realize I could make stop motion until way later. It was 1999 was the first time I made a an actual animated movie. And um, it's pretty uh, old compared to the stuff I do now, but I was very proud of that work. It was, it was like magic to me seeing these characters that I've been drawing my whole life come to life. And so did you actually make like uh, cartoon shorts? Like you talk about the... Watching Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck, uh, you actually do you actually do cartoons like that sort of seven eight minute length. Yeah, most of the ones I do are around that length, around five, somewhere between five and ten minutes, around there. Um, a lot of them nowadays that I do are um, are about that length. I don't like to keep them too too long because you know I like I know people like the the short and to the point cartoons, but every once in a while I try to get one done that's longer because it. It just makes it feel more epic to have like a longer one. So I never limit myself to, to what it is I do. Like if the script calls for it to be long, I make it long. If it's meant to be short, I make it short. And uh, these are available on YouTube? 
Yes, most of the cartoons I do are available on YouTube. I haven't gotten all of my older projects on. I would like to eventually put all my old VHS ones on because that's what I used to do it on VHS. And uh, I used to just give tapes to people. <laughs> Not too many people now have a video recorder, so, you know. Right, <laughs> I just, yeah. Um, I put them all on on, um, on YouTube. Now I animate. Uh, I went from animating on a VHS camcorder to actually animating on my phone. Yeah, that makes sense. Sure. Yeah, it's, it, and it's it's simple. I mean, I tell kids all the time, anybody can do this. Uh, apps are usually free, and all I have to do is draw. I, I actually, I have a lot of kids that are fans, and I tell them all the time, you can do this. I mean, this is simple. If I can do it, you can do it. Wow. And, yeah. And, uh, like, how many cartoons have you done now uh, up to this point? Well, I've actually, I've stopped keeping track of how many of them I've done, but well over hundreds of cartoons. Now, wow. Granted, most of, them are, most of them are just like some short. Um, and uh, some of the ones that I've done recently uh, in the last few years are, um, are these episodes called playlists. Uh, playlists on YouTube is like when you set a bunch of videos in an order, like a playlist. But what I do is, um, if you've ever seen the television show Rowan and Martin's Laughing from the 1960s, you know how it was like a variety show? Like they did okay. skit after skit after skit. My yeah. cartoons, Watch Waddle's yeah. playlist, are basically like a variety of cartoons. So it's like a quick gag, a quick gag. Every once in a while, there's a connecting one, but it's set up like it's a variety show. I even have yeah. the little loading screen in there, which is obviously fake, but um, I think I have 50 episodes of that. I'm actually working on my 50th episode now of wow. the playlist episode. So do do you have uh, uh have you have you created certain basic characters you use and I uh, imagine like laughing it had no central characters right that just had you know a bunch of real fast skits but do you have your own versions of a Bugs Bunny or Daffy Duck? Yes, yes. My main character is uh, Waddle the Duck. He's uh, a red duck. Um, I've been drawing him since the first time I drew him. Believe it or not, was 1985. I was just drawing characters and i drew ducks i always, always loved duck daffy duck was always my favorite character and um i just wanted to draw my own i just randomly grabbed the red marker and i loved the way it looked and ever since then he was always my main character he was my personality just to an extreme yeah I and, see, uh, i've he seen was, several uh, of those and they're really pretty funny you know i mean I, that's uh, now is there any way you can get these distributed in in you know beyond just uh uh an online website or is there some you know i don't know in terms of um marketability uh how do you get these out so that a bigger audience can be aware of them um that i'm not sure i mean i i wish <laughs> i wish i could because everybody who sees them tells me my characters are great why was just one of many of them that i have and you know every every character i have i just put a great personality into and, and my sister does a turtles character my wife does several characters my my niece even my son gets involved they and they all love these characters i would love to market these characters even more my my wife tells me all the time i should i should go on kathy press and put them on shirts and merchandise because people love them people people yeah, love uh, have you ever like you know there's there's whole kinds of local um, comic book shows you know and 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 by that extension you know media shows uh in this area could you ever um go set up a booth you know <laughs> as a way of uh, maybe um extending uh, you know the, the range of your characters I would information love to about do that. 
I would honestly, truly, I would love to do that. I mean, because there uh, are, I, I, there's a good guy I've known for years uh, who runs runs the, a bunch of these in northern New Jersey, uh, and um, you know, every 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 Sunday he's out some other place with a at a show, and I've been to these over the years. Now they they would kind of went to a hiatus during the uh, pandemic, but they're back uh, up and running again, and um, you would have. Uh, have uh not, not just local artists but just people from from around uh from, from the larger area uh, who would yeah have a have a booth set up with um drawings and um, information about their characters and stuff they're doing i mean that might be something you want to look into um uh, i would definitely love to get into something like that definitely love to show them off yeah well, uh, well, offline, I'll get you some, I'll get, get you the um, some some contacts there. Um, so I, I'm I'm interested because well, part of this, you know, you grow up with this. What were what were you mentioned King Kong, which was a a major event, you know, in in my uh, film development, and obviously not just of course Peter Jackson, but um, a whole host of Steven Spielberg and um, George Lucas and uh, online you could go what were what were some of the other things that were inspirations for you well a lot of different movies were inspiring to me just because i love them but honestly the biggest inspiration i ever had uh, and i know this is going to sound like i'm making it up or being funny but it was the movie howard the duck and i know it's it's considered like one of the worst movies ever made but when <laughs> I, I was little <laughs> and that, and that was, it was amazing though to me to yeah, see okay, a live yeah. action duck movie you know it it was it was amazing to see that film because this film was um it it was it wasn't just like a dumb comedy it was they really took it so serious and it had elements of horror science fiction uh, comedy, adventure, everything was in this film. And it was and the main character was a puppet duck. Not like the main character wasn't a human and the duck was the extra. The duck was the main character. And when I saw this, I know everybody else laughed or just rolled their eyes. But when I saw it, and I was very little, I said to myself, wow, like if this duck could be a main character in a huge motion picture that has Lucas's name on it and 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 has state of the art effects, then I could do anything. I mean, and when I saw that and I realized that, I said to myself, well, I'm not going to limit to myself to like just a, a short where, where it has to be funny. I love the movie Ghostbusters. I could have Waddle do that. I love, I love Gremlins. I could have Waddle do that. I love horror. I love comedy. I love Casablanca. I could have Waddle do that if I want to. Like I could literally do anything. And it's all because of Howard the Duck. It was literally all because of this one movie that's considered the worst movie ever made. <laughs> that inspired me to do anything. <laughs> Ironic, but you know. <laughs> yeah, tell tell me when when did that come out? I I mean I remember I I never saw it. I got to be honest with you. I was one of the ones that got I guess put off by the by the bad reviews. But uh, <laughs> when did that come out? Uh, it came out in 1986. I never actually saw it in the theaters. I saw it on uh, on one of those uh, HBO channels, okay. one of the one of the free channels when I was younger. Watched it with my mother and my grandparents. <laughs> we were sitting around watching it, and they said, "Oh, you'd probably like this movie. It's got a duck in it." I had no idea what to expect, and I saw this, and it blew me away. And I, I, I showed it to my cousins. I had a copy of it. I taped on Betamax. I still have the tape, and I showed it off to my cousins, and we all loved it. 
they grew up and realized how ridiculous it was. But me, I grew up and I still love it to this day. It still inspires me to this very day. He, he was originally a Marvel comic character, wasn't that right? Yes, he started off as a, as a Marvel comic book character, I think in the 70s or 80s. And, um, and I guess they just decided to have a little fun and make it, which is funny because nowadays, that's what Marvel does. They take any of their movies and they make a movie out of it. This was so ahead of its time because nobody thought to do that back then. Yeah. Yeah, that's before the first Spider-Man movie or even the Fantastic Four, right? Yeah. I mean, they all, <laughs> I think they all owe Howard the Duck. Like he was credited to being the first of their kind. Wow, that's it. Uh, well, so what? Uh, um, this is a pick your brain. What? Uh, so do you have? Um, uh, you know, we've been going through a, starting a thing here on Ten Times the Terror, uh, talking about our favorite films uh, in the categories of fantasy or science fiction and uh, horror and suspense. Uh, do you have? Uh, do, you, do you have? You know, okay, Howard the Duck, obviously inspiration. Do you have other favorite films that uh, you, you, you go back and, and watch again and still get uh, inspiration from? Oh, absolutely. Uh, as far as horror is concerned, um, I love all horror. Horror is like one of the biggest genres because it's not just a scary movie. Like you got like the atmospheric 1930s films like Dracula. You got the silent Nosferatu. You got those weird witch movies in the 60s and 80s, of course, had horror comedy. And I'd say those are my personal favorite because I grew up with them. Because like Ghostbusters, Gremlins, Night of the Creeps, all of those movies were hilarious, but they were straightforward horror too. Like if you take the comedy out of them, they're still scary. So yeah, they're scary even with the comedy, I think. Right? <laughs> I mean, Gremlins yeah, is a little scary. Kid watching them is great. Huh? Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm talking over you. Yeah. Um, no, that's good. <laughs> well, the thing we notice about horror is it is a perennial. Uh, popular theme. I say other other genres rise and fall. You know, musicals come and go, westerns and so forth. Horror has been in 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 film since the, the very dawn of the motion picture, and has always oh, you know, it, it may fade a little bit, but not never very long. It always comes back because it touches a basic uh, human response. Yeah, I think I think people like being scared. It's like challenging. I mean. And they don't take it as serious because it, it could be serious. It could be extremely metaphoric to like uh, the subject it's at. Like, uh, like they say, um, Invasion of the Body Snatchers was very much about the Red Scare, or you know, sure, this was a time period thing. But you, it, it doesn't go that deep into it, and you could still watch it to this day and still like it as a good sci-fi horror film. But like you said, yeah, it's been there since the beginning of of film history. I mean, the Lumiere brothers made a horror film, the, the Skeleton moving around, which I think people back then actually thought was a real skeleton because they didn't understand movies. Yeah, wasn't it that, wasn't it the Lemire Brothers that they, uh, they had a film of a train pulling into a station and uh, the, the, uh, where movies are brand new, the, the audience was so freaked out they, they got out of their seats and ran because they thought the, the train was coming at, at them. <laughs> <laughs> they, it's funny, they, I heard about that. I, I've, I've seen the film, I've seen the train, I mean, I couldn't imagine being there for the first time and seeing the train pulling straight in. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. It's, my uh, my wife and I were just recently watching an episode of Gilmore Girls, and they referenced that. And I started laughing, and I said to my wife, "You know, that's a true story she's talking about. That literally happened back in 1895." <laughs> I love yeah. that, that yeah. people still to this day are still referencing that. That's how funny it is. 
Yeah, that is. But, uh, yeah, horror has always been my favorite. And, uh, Do you have a favorite horror film? Oh, it's hard to see my favorite because of how much of them I love. But, um, I don't know. I mean, horror is great. I guess if I have to say a pure horror movie, probably The Shining is one of my favorites because it's, it's just so Kubrick and so out there, you know? Anyway, I still to this day don't really understand it, but I love the fact that I don't understand it. Yeah. Do you, um, horror comedy is definitely Ghostbusters and Gremlins, but if it's pure horror, I love The Shining. Um, have you, did you ever see, see the TV version? I have seen the TV version. I was not that into it, but I was kind of glad I saw it because, you know, it was one of those, like, huge stories. Everybody knows Stephen King couldn't stand the movie because it had nothing to do with his book. So I was actually very much enjoying looking forward to seeing the TV version because even though I love The Shining, I always said, you know, I want to see what the book was about. I couldn't get through the, the actual book. But um, when I saw the TV version, I'm like, oh, this is what it's about. It wasn't bad. It's not so bad. But, I mean, compared to Kubrick, you, you really can't. I read the book and was very impressed with it. I was less impressed with the movie, the, the Kubrick film. Uh, that may just be because I was you know, making the comparisons with the book. Mm. Oh, yeah, it's nothing like the, like the story. But you, that's kind of expected with Kubrick. You know, he takes something and kind of just kind of claims it to himself. Yeah, that I mean, Kubrick would every movie he's ever done has been fashioned to his own perception, you know, his own outlook. Even two thousand one yeah. with the Arthur C. Clarke uh, source, it's still a Kubrick movie. Yeah, two thousand one was also one of the greatest science fiction movies ever made. Again, I know it's straight from the book, and uh, I have read the book The Sentinel that it's based on. It's a great book. But um, even that, I love the Kubrick film because it's so, it just makes me think and makes me like wonder what is going on. And I, I love not having explanations for the answers. Even though I love the sequel, 2010, the one with Roy Scheider came out in the 80s. I don't know if you've ever seen that. It's so underrated. It's a great movie. But you watch it saying to yourself, okay, this is a sequel to 2001, but it's just a different movie. You, you can't really compare the two. Mm. You, gotta, you gotta know in advance you're watching something different. The same with Dr. Sleep when it came out, which is a sequel to The Shining. More like the book, but they reference the movie. So it's, it's one of those, you just kind of have to get yourself in the, in the mindset is, don't expect this is a different version. Kinda like yeah, one of the, the things with, I'm sorry, with, with these genre films, whether they're horror, science fiction, whatever, is they, um, they, they always have sequels and they always have remakes. <laughs> you know, there, there's, you know the, there's the Halloween sequels ad infinitum ad nauseum and then there's the there's the remakes and uh it just it it just charts itself over and over again um so it sort of it, it goes in and out and back and forth um what 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 film out is is or let me put the question differently is, is there a film out now that uh, you've been excited about a film in the last you know a year or so Anything that's current that really has kind of uh, sparked your imagination? Honestly, the only one that came out recently that's really that I really wanted to see was the sequel to Ghostbusters uh, Afterlife, uh, the part three of that, because I've been wanting to see another one of those movies since I saw part two in 89. But um, honestly, I stopped wanting to watch one after Harold Ramis, unfortunately, passed away. And... Um, 
you know, I didn't really want to see one. And then after seeing the other 2015 one, I'm like, I really want to see the original one again. And honestly, I loved it. It was fantastic. I felt like a little kid watching that movie. <laughs> I think that's what was important about it is that you do feel like a little kid watching them because we all had great childhood memories watching movies. And we want to take it into adulthood. And I think that's one of the problems I have with a lot of remakes and sequels nowadays. Not all of them, but I think some of them kind of miss that fun factor. I think they're, they're too busy trying to make points. They're trying to be special effecty, and they're not really they're forgetting to be fun with the movies. Ghostbusters Afterlife was fun. Man, that was a, such a fun movie. Hmm. Okay. Um, so what's uh, what's on the horizon? What's what's your uh, next project going to be? I have. So many different ideas. <laughs> I don't stop thinking. I'm one of those that just every time something sparks, I have an idea. Um, I just recently finished one um, that I actually, this is a funny story, I actually utilize all my old technology to make this really new film. It's called Statics. It's about these little monsters that are in a TV. It's like an 80s monster movie comedy, like Gremlins or Critters. And um, I, I, I said it nowadays. And it stars my younger characters, Waddle's niece and nephew. And um, um, he has them babysitting in the house, and he has no Wi-Fi in his house. Waddle is so old-fashioned. He's like one of those stubborn, old-fashioned, older people, myself, very much like myself. And um, he has a, he hooked up a black-and-white TV with a Betamax uh, VCR and says, here you go, guys, this is what you're watching. And the Betamax tape that they put on has like a little monster that comes out of it. <laughs> so I got these little special effect monsters coming out, running amongst them. I utilize an actual black and white TV, an actual uh, 78 record player, an actual tape deck, and the monsters go crazy attacking everything, and they don't... And it's just, it's, a, it's basically a six-minute excuse to play with all my old uh, machines. If I have a working data map, a working black and white TV, a working record player, and all of them are older than my niece and nephew, and... I'm utilizing all of this stuff just so I can have these little monsters attack. Uh, so it's a fun little six-minute short I made. Uh, that should be that's released today on YouTube. I just released that one. Yeah, it it well, makes me, you know, you know um, the film Ringu, the uh, Japanese film. It was, it was the it was remade in the U.S. as The Ring, but the Ringu, yes, yes. The, 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 the witch the comes Japanese out of the film. out of the TV itself. Right? Yeah. You know, oh, I love that. Yeah, watching the TV, and the next thing you know, that to me is one of the scariest scenes that, uh, I've I've witnessed in a long time. You know that um, another one is in the Invisible Man, the new one where um, uh, you, you see the heroine is outside and it's cold, and you can see her breath, and then behind her you see breath, and you realize that the Invisible Man is there. Hmm. A lot I of times, yeah, it's really it's an effective movie, and uh, I think the scariest scenes uh, in in movies are not violence or blood or or whatever. There are the, these kind of moments that are <clears throat> totally unsettling, you know, like that idea that oh, yeah. uh, you, you just see the breath by itself, and you realize that he's standing right behind her, and she doesn't know, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, As I, I was talking about hip hop, I think, right? He said, like, one of the scariest things, like, the audience knows, but, like, uh, but the characters don't. I think he yeah. used the, uh, the, the bomb under the table 
but the two guys are talking and they don't they don't know about it. It's like yeah, that's that's Hitchcock's favorite exa- famous example. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah. uh, and I think that's very true that uh, the audience uh, you want to yell at the screen, watch out, look out behind you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, Louis, this has been great. Um, you have any um, uh, any kind of closing thoughts you'd like to share with us about uh, uh, where you see yourself, say, in the next um, three to five years um, in terms of these projects? Um, again, we're not going to hold you to it. You know, it's just, <laughs> but just like you know, kind I, of a um, guess or uh, whatever. I just hope I, I'm hoping able to continue making these. Um, honestly, if you ask me that. Ten years ago, I'd say, honestly, oh, I don't really want to progress. I want to keep the way I am. I'm comfortable where I am. But I've gotten so used to making more and trying to top myself each time now. And I used to be so scared of technology, I'll be honest with you. I was, I was scared of modern technology. Just give me my VCR and leave me alone and I'm good. But I utilized so much. My wife was hugely influential in that. She got me my phone. <laughs> she, she got me the app for it. She goes, look, if this thing doesn't work, use this. I feel like I'm continuing my traditional way of animating you know i was able to get a good in between you know i'm i'm able to get my old fashioned stop motion and i utilize modern stuff with it and now that i'm not so afraid of my technology anymore i see myself growing out like don't be afraid to get a website now don't be afraid to go in the next streaming service don't be afraid to send it to netflix or whatever the next thing is you keep your old-fashioned way of doing things which is stop motion you continue to be inspired by classic films, 80s or 70s, and do something new with it. Show it off to the newer generation. Don't be afraid to show them. Kids nowadays love all this old-fashioned stuff. And, uh, teenage audiences, they love it too. I, I've showed it to so many of them. But where I see myself, I just see, my, I see myself continuing to do what I'm doing so long as I'm having fun doing it. That's the most important part. Right. And, uh, well, just, um, just keep working on my scripts. I just I have so many ideas. I love getting them out there. <laughs> Silly as they are, sometimes I love it. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's really been fun talking to you, uh, Louis. And uh, our, our time is just about up here. But uh, uh, but it's uh, really been uh, intriguing and, and interesting hearing about the, what's molded you and what your projects are, and the fact that you're still doing stop action animation is 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 very interesting. So. Uh, Look, uh, let's stay in touch because um, uh, we would like to be abreast of what's uh, what's coming next up on your horizon. Definitely, definitely love to stay in touch with you. I'll send you uh, a link to the newest film I made if you well, want to see do. it. Please uh, do, yeah. Definitely send you one of those. And um, yeah, I'd love to talk to you again. I'd love to do one of these again. This has been fun. Okay, Louis, great, great to talk to you. Take care, and we'll be we'll we'll we will be in touch, right? Oh, absolutely, definitely be in touch. Okay, bye for now. All right, thank you. This was fun. Thank you for listening to It's Ten Times the Terror, the podcast. One of my favorite films ever. (laughs) Let's do that for you. Thank you for listening to Ten Times the Terror. This podcast would not be possible without listeners like you. You can find out more about our podcast by visiting our website, tentimestheterror.com. That's 10xTheTerror.com.